Well, hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Big One Podcast. I'm your boy New Guy here, and with me as always is B Boy. Woo! AKA Osmosis Jones. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh we're the Big One Podcast. Uh at the Big One Podcast. Or at Big uh, Podcast Big One. Jeez. Man, I've really gotten us off to a strong start. All over the place. Uh, this is a podcast about NASCAR. So if you're here for uh, cooking or shopping or anything, you've come or to the wrong place. place. Uh, but stick around. Um, also, I've got a, at least a little bit of F1 to talk about in a little bit. So look forward to nice. that. Um, to have you found us a sponsor this week? Yeah, so we were sponsored by the Victory Junction Gang. Oh, um, hell I think yeah. you know who they are. Yeah, I used to work there. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Good times. Good Man, yeah. that's great. Glad to uh, have them on board after mm-hmm. so long. Good cause. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, what do you think of this race? Let's just jump right into it. You know, yeah, we're two minutes no, into I'm, this. It's about time. I'm all in. Uh, yeah. So here we are at Michigan. And it was, it was, you know, very average. Mm, yeah, that's sort of the feel that I got for it. I watched, uh, I'll admit, uh, it got postponed, and then I was very busy on Monday. Mm. And then I couldn't find it on YouTube TV. It's been rough. Oh, so I got geez. it. I got at least uh, the full set of highlights. Uh, so I'm ready to go, man. I will say no excuses, man. I saw it on YouTube TV. Yeah. Did you this week sponsor YouTube TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just a garbage person, I guess. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, that's sort of the feeling that I got from it was that uh, from from watching the highlights was that yeah, there is a few bright spots, but for the most part, it was just Joey Logano. Yeah, restarts were lot. good yeah. Um, in terms of being very competitive and guys being able to jostle for position. And then they kind of just got in line, and you had to get really, really great runs on guys. And, yeah, when you were trying to chase down the leader, like Kevin mm. Harvick was and, like, several other people were, mm-hmm. you just could not get by the leader. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, who who did you see out there that you really liked? Well, uh, Bubba Wallace was out there rocking that same Victory Junction sponsorship as we are this week. Mm. So he was looking good. He was looking good. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, His team is owned by Richard Petty, and uh, the Petty family runs uh, Victory Junction. Oh, do they? They do. Mm, Good Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Kevin Harvick was looking really good. Uh, He had a loose wheel with uh, two to go at the end of Stage 1. Very Harvick style to have that happen to him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I actually did think because his problem happened so early in the race that he might recover and win. Mm. That, that it just mm-hmm. seemed like that would be the way that he yeah. would finally break through this year. Yeah, um, I was. So. I when they were uh, when his crew chief was talking about it, or or yeah, I mean, it just didn't seem like that big of a deal. If you've got a really yeah. fast car that early on, it's not necessarily you know into the road for you there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um, who else did you see? Uh, well, the nine and the 88 were both looking really quick. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, in stage two, the nine misjudged it a little bit and got into the, uh, rear quarter panel of the 88. Yeah. He was trying to get a really big run. Um, Mm -hmm. and as you want to right, stay in line, stay in line, Mm -hmm, stay in line, mm -hmm. pop out right the last second. 
and even even when you pop out, you kind of want to still be that close to the quarter panel so that yeah. you can drag him back a little bit before mm-hmm. you try and break away. Uh, so Chase, you know, just trying to do what you kind of had to do to pass, mm-hmm. and did he clipped the 88's uh, rear wing? And it was interesting on the radioactive to hear um, Alex Bowman's reaction to it because he, I don't think he actually felt getting hit by the nine. Um, so, but he did know notice that his car was loose in the corners, which was a direct result of that um, that uh, sheet metal kind of hanging out in the wind. Um, and with, you know, the kind of hole those cars are punching in the air and the disturbances in the air, I bet that thing was just, like, really trying to whip the back end around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it did not look like that was fun to drive. He did an impressive job of making the most of it. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, he did fine. Where do you end up finishing? Oh, uh, boy, where did 11. he? Oh, wow. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking at the driver's standings. Sorry. Different different thing. Um, I've almost Don't got it here. Bowman finished 10th. Even better. Wow. Okay. Yeah, well done. Oh, my God. Denny Hamlin finished 11th. 11, finishing 11th. Illuminati. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so pretty well done Mm -hmm. uh, by him. And where did the nine car end up finishing? Uh, Wow, 20th. Yeah, so, I mean, (laughs) the nine car didn't seem to take that much damage from... Uh, that incident so no he kind of got caught up later yeah. on with some of those restarts and kept moving backwards uh so like uh you know both him and the 42 were up there for majority of the race and then just happened not to finish well mm. um it's interesting because you've mentioned all but or, or i guess we've mentioned all but one of the guys that we picked if, for last week's race but you had kurt bush who f- did end up finishing second mm. and uh, bowman who finished 10th and i had chase and the 42 who both ended up back to the end of the race so you're really starting oh, to take a lead there rough. but we'll get that's to that's rough buddy we'll get to that later yeah <laughs> uh, uh let's give it a race grade right uh sure yeah why not forgot to do that yeah that's a good idea all right what you got i got a b, a b? all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna uh, b minus mm-hmm Oh, dang it. Okay, well, now we have the same score. I was going to go with a B- as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'd like to say that it was it was better than last year, but honestly, like, last year's race was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And and I think, like, Joey leading the whole thing and us yeah. not liking Joey oh. kind of hurt uh, our opinion on the race. So <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I, like, I have such a high opinion of Michigan, I think, because I did an I-race – I did a couple of uh, IndyCar I races there and like oh, saw yeah. the That's true potential of, of that track. Mm-hmm. And so I just I hold it in such high esteem, but it doesn't seem to work out that great for the NASCAR races I've seen there. Yeah, what's interesting is this year the one and a half miles have become more interesting, but the two miles have just become mm. really mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. Really, really tough. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, yeah. Uh, Austin Dillon won a stage. How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel kind of meh. He used strategy to win the stage. He mm-hmm. had a fast car, though, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think, where did he end up finishing? Uh, oh, dang. He was, oh, yeah, because he got, he, he wrecked. That's right. That's right. That's nice. right. All he right. finished 26th. Well, I know how I um, feel about that. Yeah, he, he ended up, like, wrecking himself. It was really interesting. <laughs> um, and then he was, like, super mad at himself. And oh. uh, I was just like, well, dude, race better. Yeah, don't wreck yourself. <laughs> Uh, uh Harvick, he um so just like you predicted with uh that that early pit, he fought his way back up and was fighting with Logano for a lot of the end of the race for uh mm-hmm. first place there. He ended mm-hmm. up finishing uh 
what was he seventh mm-hmm. pretty good especially for going a lap down early on yeah but like clearly i mean i think like harvick knew that he had possibly the second best car in the yeah. field if not the best mm. and obviously was going to be pretty pissed off because like yeah it the cars didn't matter here and it sucked yeah <laughs> it sucked to see you know yeah it's really got to be getting to harvick at this point i would think yeah yeah i think like, this this race was maybe the most obvious example of what everyone feared Mm. about uh the cars all being so similar and the driving uh, like racing the ability ability of the driver to influence his own finish in the race was so like not there mm. uh i think i think it was yeah mm-hmm. not so great yeah yeah uh kind of disappointing yeah mm-hmm. uh towards the end there we saw bubba crashed yeah, we did. And then shortly after that, Eric Jones crashed as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the ending of it really stayed quite grouped up, um, which I think that that also plays into what you're just talking about. How yeah, the longer that a run goes on, the more that the car matters. I would say, yeah, for sure. So with this, with those two wrecks happening towards the end, was it a green white checkered? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was uh, overtime. Yeah, they went to two o three instead of two hundred. Uh huh. But, I mean, at the same time, though, uh, the 22, solid restart, and he brought it home. And I think that that was deserved. Uh, mm-hmm. He, I mean, If you have that strong of a performance all day long. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's it was really well done. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I don't have anything else for Michigan, yeah, to I be mean, honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we rated it a B-. minus. I don't think I want to go any lower with it. It was just, no. it was a race, and it was on a Monday night, and mm-hmm. it was a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot not to like. I did like that the racing was all right. Yeah, I mean, I I like that they have their Monday night races or their Monday races like this. You mean not I think at noon? It, yeah, the, it it was good to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw I like agree. someone made a Reddit post about how they went to work and then went straight to the race and still had like plenty of time. Which That's awesome. It, fantastic. That's how it that should be. Do that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. When there's when there's lights at the tracks, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, I know you selected our winner of the week this I week. Did. Would you like to uh, let the people know who it is? I would love to. I, I selected this very soon after the race, um, mm. after seeing some interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, very Kyle Bush type of attitude coming out of the driver of the number four car, Kevin Harvick, our winner of the week this week. Mm. Big old baby. Um, but he was complaining about some of the things I was talking about before uh, without saying it in any words at all. Mm. Um, just give it a listen. Was the four tires just to try to do something different because it's so hard to pass once you get to second, third? Oh, no, I just drive. What about your pit stop? You had a pit stop in which you came out like seventh or something coming out of the I don't game? know. Okay. Is there anything the driver can do given you're wide open to try to make the difference? I did my job today. Did you think that was the four tire stop just kind of a I just less? Drive. Well, did, did you think it was a decision no that no to make? It's that you had a chance to win. I mean, was did you think you had a chance to win if you took two tires? I don't know the circumstances. I mean, do you think if you were up front, you would have had a chance to pass? We had we had one of the fastest cars. And and you see, like he's just uh, he he. I don't know. I I don't like it when they blow off the reporters. The reporters are there. There's not that many of them that are constantly like reporting on the sport week after week anymore. And the guys are just there trying to do their job. Yeah. And maybe they are 
bugging him because they want to get that sound bite about him hating the package. But this was a reasonable week for him to say, you know what, this did not work here, and that's okay. I think it's mm-hmm. okay to say that. It's just not okay to complain about it week after week, especially when there are really, really good weeks where the package yeah. does work, you know? Yeah, and I, I have I have issue with people that don't deal with that sort of frustration well. Like, mm-hmm. he's definitely getting frustrated after how much difficulties he's been having, and oh, he had yeah. a really fast car here, and then, you know, I'm doing air quotes, got his race taken away because of that loose yeah. wheel early on. Like, you have people like uh, Bowman, uh, or sorry, Boyer, where when something goes wrong, he'll get mad and then he'll laugh and joke with the reporter. And, like, you can tell that he understands that – like, you can they're, tell that he appreciates the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then you have people like Harvick who just blow up and it's – there's there's no reason to do it at all. It's just so dumb. Yeah, I, I'm just I, – I, I take issue with people who deal with frustration – like, if, if you're frustrated about something else, don't take it out on someone who's totally unrelated to the issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree 100%. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was Michigan. I thought there was mo- a lot more interesting races, uh, and it's it's cool that you're going to talk about F1 because there was a lot of really cool things going on yeah. everywhere else. Good race of, <laughs> yeah, good good weekend of racing overall. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, some good uh, dirt track racing, which I saw, and I, I definitely retweeted, you know, at, at Big One Podcast in case you're not uh, – or Podcast Big One, sorry. Um, if you're not following us, you should give us a follow. Yeah. Um, but also I retweeted a bunch of Healy Deegan's K&N West Colorado win, mm-hmm. which was really cool, mm-hmm. uh, bumping her teammate out of the way to win this Oh, one. hell yeah. And I got to say one thing that I really respect about about how she's been driving. And, and um, you know, I, I don't see – I don't watch all the K&N West races or anything. But I've seen her be super aggressive in a lot of the videos that I have seen. And that she drives like someone who's been given a shot in a car that can't perform when that's not necessarily the case, but that's the way you should drive all the time oh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that I really do respect that. And I didn't think she did anything wrong. She stuck her nose down in there and mm-hmm. the guy cut across his, her nose because he thought, you know what? I've got to close the door here. Otherwise yeah. she will win. And she was already and in there. She was. She got yeah. her. She didn't bump him up the track uh-uh. to win this race. Uh-uh. She got her nose down in there, and he <laughs> kind of pushed her up uh-huh. on the green white checkered first corner too. Yeah. So I had yeah. nothing but respect for for the it's way she totally finished legit. that race. I find it really um, funny to like see all these hardcore NASCAR fans who see like that clip to me. It looks so obvious that he drove down onto her, and like oh, all yeah, these absolutely. people are so hardcore that don't see that and see her wrecking him when mm-hmm. like she stayed on the bottom line the whole time she was she came all the way down in the corner had two tires yeah. under the white line while he was cutting mm-hmm. across her nose mm-hmm. she had mm-hmm. nowhere else to go i mean great driving it, which makes me very excited for her uh because yeah. she's getting so much attention with moves like this and i think that experienced racers i like to think at least because mm-hmm. uh, I like to think that I would agree with and have the same opinions <laughs> as serious racers, mm-hmm. uh, that that they'll see this and they'll recognize the quality of driving that's there. Yeah, and I and I think there is some really good quality there. She mm-hmm. does have really good equipment. This is now her third win in the K and N West series. Uh, she's only seventeen, so 
Just keep stay down there. Keep mm-hmm. racing. Mm-hmm. Keep getting mm-hmm. experience. Move up to ARCA. Start doing ARCA races. Get some experience there. Get some wins. Move yeah. up to truck. You know, build your way up. Don't mm. don't jump. Don't don't yeah. make that jump yeah. because then your expectations are so large. You'll be with a team that is not ready to perform. You're not ready to perform. Yeah. The the aggression and the the right driving attitude is there. We can mm-hmm. clearly see it. Now just take the steps that are proper to getting up up into the big leagues. Yeah, it would it would be you don't want her to turn into how we were feeling about Natalie Decker. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning of this season. For uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh speaking of a truck series with mm. Natalie Decker, um we had the truck series race uh it was at uh Texas. It was at Texas this past mm-hmm. week. Um, and Mr. Greg Biffle, yes, the Biff, Mr. What's his name, uh, (laughs) comes in after, after years of retirement at this point and burns down Texas, uh, in a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck. So damn getting it done, getting it done for TRD, man. It's Mm -hmm. really cool. Um, out there racing with the big boys too. He beat Matt Crafton and Enfinger, who's our, uh, points leader to, to win that thing. Um, did yeah, just did a really good job. Natalie Decker, twenty second, uh, another accident for her. Uh, what do you rough. Mean? But uh, uh, but this, I think it's, wait, this is Greg Biffle's first race of this season. Yeah, he or hasn't like run at all. A, okay, dope. Yeah, but like I mean, clearly has. I mean, we knew he had talent. He was he won. I don't even want to. I I don't even know how many races he won in the Cup Series when mm-hmm. he was there. But it had to be. It was a lot. Um, he's a very good driver. Very cool. So it's no, no surprise to me that he came in and won in a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck. Yeah. It Super was cool. it was interesting because uh, you know I was hanging out with my dad this weekend and I showed him this clip from uh, the Michigan press press center. You know, with Kyle Busch getting interviewed, I think after first practice or something. And he asked him about how you know he interchanges drivers in and out of the Kyle Busch Motorsports cars uh, or trucks, and then uh, he was just basically like. Look, you you either get it done in a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck, or you don't have it. And I I gotta say I agree. Mm. I mean mm-hmm. those uh, those cars are, are those trucks are really really good. Yeah. And maybe if you're a kid coming up, you may not be expected to win every week. But Harrison Burton finished fifth this race and has and has a number of pretty good finishes this year in a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck. That's what's expected of a young driver in that good of equipment. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, uh, Tyler Reddick won the Xfinity race, so another one of the big three winning that one. Uh, Tyler Reddick's kind of running away with the points lead at this point, uh, just because Christopher Bell and Cole Custer have had random issues in races that they don't win. Uh, but uh, obviously, it's going to be those. Like yeah. we can, we'll keep commenting on Xfinity for all you big Xfinity fans out there. And it was a, a relatively interesting race, but. Um, it's it's those three drivers. One mm-hmm. of those, th- or the, all three of those, and one other person are going to make the final four. And unless something crazy happens, one of those three guys is going to win the uh, championship at the end of the year. So, mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, how far ahead is Reddick right now in the points? Uh, I want to say I, I just looked at it a little bit ago. I think it's eighty nine points ahead. Okay. And how um, many points does he have right now? 627 oh wow okay yeah and in 13 Damn. races yeah he's killing it. he's 11 11 top fives in 13 races wow yep man okay cool yeah uh, uh so what happened in f1 so this was uh 
It was a very entertaining race to watch, and so glad it happened in Canada because I was actually able to watch this race live. I you you know the past couple of years I would wake up at like two a.m. or whatever to watch some of these races, and mm-hmm. uh, I've one hundred percent decided that's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this race was fantastic. Um, nice. Canada's a really good track. Uh, it, you can pass people. There are good straightaways. Uh, you know, for getting a lot of speed and also getting passes in the straightaways. And then the corners, there's a lot of corners where you can set each other up for passes. Um, so this whole year, Mercedes has been doing extremely well. Uh, just, I think they've won every single race. Um, mm-hmm. And Vettel, uh, Sebastian Vettel, he drives for Ferrari. Mm-hmm. So Ferrari has been focused primarily on engine power because that's the only area in which they think that they can beat Mercedes. Mm, gotcha. So there's only two tracks in the year where it's considered that engine power is the most important thing. Um, mm-hmm. I believe Monza and Canada. So uh, Ferrari had finally played their strategy well to get to the point where Vettel was in the lead coming into the final, I think, like 15 or so laps of the race. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is getting pressured super hard by Lewis Hamilton, who's on fresher mm-hmm. tires. Uh, and so, and, and and because he's on fresher tires and because Lewis Hamilton is in second place, he can draft off Vettel, stay pretty close, keep tons of pressure on him. And the moment Vettel makes any mistake, Hamilton will be pass. able to pass him. So yeah. eventually Vettel does get to a corner, makes a mistake, goes off, goes into the grass, and while recovering it, ends up cutting in front of Hamilton while Hamilton, you know, went around the corner just fine and mm-hmm. was trying to overtake around the outside. Vettel blocks him, uh, is accused of squeezing him off and preventing him from getting around him. Not enough room between, you know, him and the wall for Hamilton to get through. Mm-hmm. Ends up getting a five-second time penalty. Oh, no shit. And there is no way that he can make that five-second difference there. Yeah, so he's like, basically, he can't win the race. So yeah. All he can do is hope he's five seconds ahead of whoever's in third. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was really frustrating. I mean, like, within the rule of, you know, the the book, within the, 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 the rules dictated in the rule book, mm-hmm. it was unsafe reentry. Yeah. And I guess, technically, he deserved it. But at the same time, like, it sucks when you get to the point where you are following the rules to the letter instead of to the spirit, especially in, in, in these sorts of competitions, mm-hmm. I think, um, it was really frustrating. There, there was tons of drama afterwards as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Vettel did not park his car. You're usually supposed to, the top three po- park them in a special area of the Podium pit lane. Type area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vettel did not park his car there and then <laughs> went over. They put a one, two, three in front of the cars grabbed the one from in front of Lewis Hamilton's car, put it where the empty spot was for his car and put the two in front of Lewis Hamilton's car. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. So good. Dude. And then, okay. Okay, sorry. And, sorry, one last bit. And then when he got onto the podium, uh, and this really was sweet. Lewis Hamilton pulled him up onto the top step. Uh-huh. Uh, Vettel didn't want to be up there, but mm. it was, it was very nice of, of Hamilton to, yeah. You know, give that little show they, they, so in f1 they use stewards right are what they call their like officials yeah like mark for penalties and stuff mm-hmm. isn't that isn't that that's always caused like 
political F1 drama. Right? Oh, for like, sure. Yeah. Certain guys are getting penalized, and they're like, that seems mm-hmm. like you just do it because this guy, you want this guy to win, right? Yeah, and it's an interesting system as well because they have a, a, a group of stewards that go to every race, and then they'll mm-hmm. have guest stewards that are professional mm-hmm. drivers from other series that are at those races that will come and officiate. Interesting. Yeah. So it's a whole weird system. F1's weird, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so for the Canadian race, that's the Canadian Grand Prix. Do they race? That's at Montreal? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. so where, where Xfinity used to race. Uh, yes. Yes, indeed. Ah, cool. Uh, uh, I know um, back when Xfinity used to race there, the Canadian, the Pinty series, which is uh, NASCAR's Canadian series, mm-hmm. uh, used to race there as well. Uh, so I've seen I've seen that track a number of times. We yeah. should go there. We it's should go track. there for F1 I'm down, next man. Year. That'd be dope. Yeah, I'm super so, uh, down. Uh-huh. Not that far of a drive from Boston, and yeah. well, Montreal's. Cool, I've never man. been to Canada either. What? You never been to Canada? No, we can bring Cole along. He can show us yeah. the ropes. <laughs> Dude, I got a bunch of family in Canada. <laughs> nice. Okay? Yeah, man. I know my way I'm around. <laughs> Although in. we need someone that speaks French, I think up there. So well, bring Cole. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yep, you're totally dead on. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so speaking of French, uh, we're going out to wine country this Whoa, week. Whoa, what a segue. Yeah, what a segue. Um, Man, also, out, by yeah. the way, if I can sidetrack really quick, this chair, the chair that I'm sitting in right now, <laughs> I bought off of Boyer when he left. He did, yeah. And uh, something is breaking in it, and it leans back <laughs> so far. <laughs> it leans back so 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 far. I feel like I'm, I'm going to fall over every time. I anyway, that just happened ass, to me. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, minor derailment. <laughs> We're back to Sonoma, Infineon, uh, Sears Point, whatever oh, else you want to call it. Ah. All right, no, it just broke. Yep. Oh no. Ah, good. We got this on. <laughs> Best episode ever. Oh, no, it broke. All right. Cool. This is good audio <laughs> content. <laughs> All right. I'm doing the, the rest of this standing up. Oh, I love it. All right. Good stuff. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Sonoma, new guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about this track. Road yeah, course. Yeah, uh, I'm glad we're going to a road course. Been a lot Me of too. Ovals, I'm, you it's, know? I'm ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like they, they kind of pound you with these ovals real quick, and then them, they dude. finally get out of the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're heading to Sonoma. We've got 20 laps, 20 laps, and then 50 laps. So really weird configuration that the, the last segment is longer than both of the other segments combined. Um, it's the third longest track in terms of mileage behind Talladega and obviously Watkins Glen. Mm. And then um, they used to do 110 laps here, so only 90. Um, this is, I think, the third year that they're doing 90. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I did want to take our listeners uh, through a lap at Oh, Sonoma. please do. Oh, man, I'm excited. So, looking at the track, you start, uh, obviously, right at the start-finish, and you go right immediately into a left-hand turn. It's kind of a soft left-hand and then a harder left-hand turn as you go up into a hill. Um, you're going to be cresting the hill as you go into turn two, which is a harder right corner, about 90 degrees. Um, after coming through there, you've got turn three. You want to get a really late entry into that so that you can get a really good entry into 3A. Accelerate through there. you got a nice straightaway after that. Into turn four, a right, uh, another right. And this at this point, you're going downhill. You're going downhill the whole way uh, through five. 
into turns six and six a two 90 degree left hand turns uh kind of one big continuous turn is really what it is um again you're just dropping you're dropping you're dropping you're almost down to where you were when you started the race uh at uh you know 16 feet um essentially and then you go back up as soon as you come out of 6a those two lefts you're going way back up climbing another hill into turn seven which is a kind of a tighter hairpin type corner and then you're in the s's and the s's are great i mean there's not a whole lot of passing generally in the s's it kind of spreads the cars out but you get so much speed and if you hit one s wrong you're wrong the whole way through Hmm. um so you've got some tight corners seven eight eight a um as you hit eight a it's really interesting because uh, not a whole lot of people are going to spin out right in front of 8A or anything, but it is a blind corner. So if you do happen to have a guy in front of you that has to hit the brakes for whatever reason, you're going to run him over. Um, so it is a blind corner just because of the way it kind of is on a top of a hill. And then you go into 9, go into 10, and then you've got a long straight right down into turn 11. Crazy hairpin turn 11. It's where the moves are made. It's where Tony Stewart won his final race, Mr. Hall of Famer himself. <laughs> went dive bombing in there took out i think it was clint boyer no clint boyer was racing for him i forget who it was but he took whoever was leading out uh and won that race uh right there in turn 11 it's the way to get it done i think dale earnhardt also uh, once spun martin mark martin to get his first road course win there then an easy turn 12 and we're at the start finish line so how about that wow beautiful beautiful I love road courses, man. I love I love uh, yeah, the, the strategy of it all. Um, you know, go to your local go-kart track. It's not an oval. Mm-hmm. It's going to be corners, and it's a lot of this. It's a lot of the strategy. Like, how am I going to set you up in turn two to pass you in turn four? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's a awesome. good a good road course is very nice. Uh, it's a nice, mm-hmm. nice little change here. So, yeah. uh, for the aero package, we've got 750 horsepower, no aero ducts. Nope. Is that the same uh, road package we have for all these? So for courses? two of the three, we've got this for here in Watkins Glen, but uh, Charlotte being a smaller track, they're going to do the 550. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Cool. Uh, previous uh, winners, 19 yep. has won twice, and yep. uh, the 18 also won twice. 19 got one of his wins last year. Yeah, he did. Um, and then also one win each for Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, Kevin Harvick, and kurt bush all mm. of which have not won a race this year so ooh, okay yeah. exciting uh so last year's race started off with larson on pole mm-hmm. back in back in california hometown boy yes uh good to see him on pole there truex won or he led most of the first stage but pitted right before the end of it which uh let almondinger win the stage mm-hmm uh, and then on the restart, unfortunately, Almondinger blew an engine, uh, and Jamie McMurray went to the garage with low oil pressure, which kind of sucks because mm. uh, Almondinger was running quite well leading up to that point. I, w- I will say one thing that's uh, you know something to watch out for here is with the rumble strips. There's a number of these corners that you mm. do want to hit the curb. Turn, turn, the one I think of the most is the one where you're kind of on top of the hill in turn four and you're coming deck you're diving dive bombing into the next corner um and then down and into the hill so you want to hit the curb there because it's kind of a sharp corner and every single time you hit that if you hit the really like top part of it your car kind of bounces off of it and then bounces back down to earth and it really it can jostle some things loose yeah yeah those those curbs are real big i noticed that Mm -hmm. while i was watching the radioactive for last year Mm -hmm. um so 
Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Denny Hamlin won the second stage. Uh, he stayed out while others pitted. Harvick mm-hmm. had the lead until late, and then he decided to pit in case of a late caution. Uh, he didn't have enough fuel to make it till the end uh, if if there was a caution, so better safe than sorry. Ah, uh, I see. Uh, and then Truex stayed out during green flag uh, pit stops and won his third win of the season and second time at Sonoma. Ten-second lead over Harvick. Yeah, they can really gap uh, certain cars when they're hooked up, man. They can really yeah. gap here. Yeah. Um, it's just it can be hard to pass, you know. There's uh, you you really do have to kind of dive bomb a guy unless your car is dramatically better than him. So yeah, uh, road courses are fun just because they're they're you know a lot of corners and and there is a lot of passing. Um, I think the best thing about here is the hairpin, obviously being out outbreak a guy going into there. You're gonna see some accidents there. Uh, turns one and two going up the hill on restarts is crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean they are so tight. Once you get to turn two and you're doing that tight ninety degree. Oh, man, it sucks to be on that inside line, or I guess the outside line. It's yeah. hard to call what is an inside and outside <laughs> line here, but yeah. the outside line going uh-huh. to that corner. Uh-huh. Um, cool. Uh, anything else that you uh, want to say to look out for here? That's it, baby. Yeah, I think the one other thing is um, guys pitting before the end of the stages. If you're outside the top ten, it just makes sense. You're not going to lose a lap, and then you don't have to pit once the stage ends. Um, and I think – I, mean, I don't. I I didn't watch the radioactive like you did, but I think both here and Watkins Glen, some guys try and do it where they just don't have to pit very much at all. They just like segment the whole ninety laps into what two pits or three pits or however many mm. ends up being. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes this can be turned into a fuel mileage race. So yeah, there's a lot yeah. of a lot of different things yeah. to watch out for. Interesting strategy for sure. Uh, you got any smart and hard picks this week? Um, I I do I do, but I think did I go first last time or did you? Uh, I think I did. Oh, okay, cool. Also, uh, uh, actually, no, sorry, continue, continue. Sorry. Oh, were you going to point out that you're, you have an even bigger lead now? Uh, uh man, no, I should have, though. That would be Yeah, fun. man, I've been getting progressively worse. It's, I was down in the 8s, hey, and now I'm all the down. way up to 11. It's crazy. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to turn this ship around. Oh sure okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and I'm gonna do it by picking Martin Truex Jr. Ooh okay. Well, I guess I will counter that by picking the other person who has two wins here, Kyle Busch. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Thank you. All right. Uh, so I have a couple guys. I gotta see who's outside the top ten oh. here. Okay, I got it. I got it. Clint Boyer. Oh, you son of a gun. Yeah, that's what I was going to pick. How dare you? <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm just going to really get you back here, and I'm going to pick mm-hmm. Kyle Larson. Ooh, I like that pick. Thank I mean, well, I, I like that pick every week. So yeah. and I can't pick him anymore. I, I got to stop. <laughs> if I don't hope that this is his first win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, the one thing that I found a little interesting was, you know, just looking at average finishes and stuff like that. Uh, it's hard to judge an average finish here because you just run into random issues uh, every once in a while. But uh, Clint Boyer has the best average finish here. Really? Um, just just a 10.1, so just outside the ten, uh, huh. top 10. Very cool. Yep. yep. So anyway, um, cool. I think we're locked and loaded and ready to go into the rapid mm. fire. Yeah, what's the current score for the Smart and Hard Picks? Um, like I said, you are now at a 10.17. Hell yeah. And I am at a 11.3. Ooh, uh, 
Yeah, it's uh, it feels good to be on top. <laughs> no, I'm not looking pretty right now. Uh, but you know, I've got time. I got a lot of time. We're not. Oh, even, are, yeah. Are we halfway through this season? No, we're no. not even halfway through this. No. Season. Jeez. It's crazy. There's a lot uh, of races. Stop celebrating, man. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta. I gotta. You know, celebrate this while I've got it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right. All right. So as we go into the rapid fire, why don't you lead us off? Uh, okay. Um, do you think, all right, I've got a part one and a part two here. Um, do you think that going a lap down on stage one is bad if you have a good car? Um, no, it's not really that bad. Like, I mean, if I have a good car, I'm going to be kind of, and if I have, I guess it's a two way street here. If I have a good car and I'm not looking too great on points and, uh, I haven't gotten a win this year. I'm going to be pretty pissed off that I had, like, a tire go down or whatever it is, and I, I end up a lap down. I'm going to be pretty pissed off because I need those those stage points. Yeah. Um, that said, you know, be patient. And a lot of the older drivers, I think, do this. They be patient. Work your way up. Get that lap back somewhere during the second stage. Don't even race to try and get stage points in the second stage, even though you really want them. Race normal. Save your car. Get it. It'll It'll move up. Your car is that good. And then by the end of it, you should be somewhere around the top five where you can compete for the win. So that's my opinion. I would agree. Uh, And then my follow-up is, uh, so you've been watching longer than I have. Have you Mm -hmm. noticed a change in how teams treat going a lap down early on with stages being added? Um, hmm. I, I would say... Yes, actually. Now that I think about it, definitely. Because there are a lot of guys that, uh, especially the guys that are in the situation I was talking about, not so great on points, definitely need to get some stage points, that kind of thing, where I've seen guys start doing things that are going to put them in a bad spot later on in the race, but just to hope for a caution early on. Generally, you would you would just, you know, you're two laps down, whatever, you'll get those laps back over the course of the race, fine, fine, fine. And then eventually you'll get you'll get them back and you'll be back in the lead lap. Uh, these guys will do things like not pit and and get and be on terrible tires, be at the very very back, hope they don't end up a lap down before the next caution comes out. They start doing those gambles a little early. Hmm. Um, it's kind of like if I were to compare it to hockey, which uh, just finalized last night with the St. Louis Blues winning it all. Hmm. Um, it's kind of like pulling your goalie in in the end of the first period. Instead yeah. of waiting till the end of the third period, which I can, I kind of can get behind. If it was game seven of the finals, you might look like a crazy person to pull your goalie with 30 seconds left. But if you're like, guys, we're down 2-0 and we have 30 seconds of an extra man, don't let them score. But it gives us a great chance of a basically 30 second power play. Let's give it a shot. It's, it's to me, I look at it like that. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. That was a really good metaphor. I nailed it. Yeah, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud to be your friend. All right, <laughs> toss me a question. I got it. All right. Um, so for this uh, trivia question this week, I wanted to know, who has run the most races at Sonoma without finishing off the lead lap? And how many races have they run? Jesus Christ. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I always got the weird, the weird trivia. I get, you're never gonna get these questions, but no. I love asking them. Uh, 18 car, 69 races. 
What? <laughs> no, I'm going to guess uh, like six races, ten races. Total ten. or in a row? No, no, like they've never finished off the lead lap. Oh. Um, 18 car. 18 car, how many races? Uh, uh, 20, 30. Okay, well, think about it. They only go here once a year. How many years have these guys been racing? How old is he? He's 40. He's 30-something. He's 40. He's, I think he's in his late 20s. Maybe he's 30-something. 30. Uh, yeah, no, 10. Tw- uh, 12. 12. Okay, well, yeah, he's raced here 14 times, so you're not you're not far off. Um, but the person that has always finished on the lead lap the most number of times is actually Austin Dillon. No. Five no. times. No. Yep. <laughs> oh, I he guess has, it would be someone who... The longer that you're okay, yeah, I guess it would be one of the newer drivers. All right, yeah, isn't that crazy? Which actually, now that I now that I'm looking at because he's finished on the lead lap five straight times in all every single race here, he's run 550 laps. So this is the first time they're running 90 laps here. Interesting. Yeah, they never run 90 laps here before. Huh. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Shortened race. I'm disappointed. Cool. <laughs> um, okay, so. Formula One has uh, Drive to Survive on Netflix. Have you seen that at all? No, what's that? All right, and that's my question. Cool. All right, toss me one. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, <laughs> it's a series that it's it's actually very good. Uh, it's a series that Netflix did um, where they had camera crews embedded with Formula One teams for all mm. of last season. And they're doing it for this season too, um, where. They're just following specific drivers and, like, showing you the other side of Formula One. Like, giving the the, the personal connection and, like, mm. why it's meaningful for specific drivers. Like, uh, okay. I watched a, uh, an episode two nights ago where it was uh, talking about the two Spanish drivers, Carlos Sainz and uh, Fernando Alonso, and, like, talking about their rivalry. And, like, how Carlos mm. Sainz, when he was a little kid, met... Uh, Fernando Alonso in one of the early years of him being an F1. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, talking about their history and racing, showing their family, all kinds of stuff. Personal connection. Man, it's I would very love to cool. see that for NASCAR. So this is my question. Do you oh. think that this is something that NASCAR would do? Something along would these do? lines? I mean, eventually. Like, they're, they're like, so behind the t- – like, yes, they're, you have a big Twitter presence and, like, Certain things they do a pretty good job of. They have Monster Energy as their sponsor. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Not as cool as Victory Junction Gang, but so I true. So true. Um, but no, I mean they. Uh, to to me, like they will probably eventually do something like this, but it'll be like past the point of where I mean people are still yeah. gonna care, but like they should have. We will we'll see it and we'll be like, why didn't they do that ten years ago? You yeah, know? I agree. So. I agree, and I don't know if they would necessarily even do it well. They would, they would need to do like what F one has done, where it's basically tell Netflix that they get to be in charge of making the story. Yeah, for sure, and I and I think some sometimes the F one drivers' stories are a little bit more interesting because they come from all these different countries yeah. and stuff. Um, versus the the reason the NASCAR one would work would be because it would a lot of those guys come up racing different types of cars. Some of them came up because their dads raced. A lot of them did. Um, and so, like, that's where it would be interesting because then they're like, oh, yeah, that was his dad. And he raced with blah, blah, blah. Or he raced at this yeah. short track speedway that I used to go to when I was a kid. You know, some interesting stuff there. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I like I would love to see one on like Ryan Blaney. Um, I, he did an interview with his dad this past week uh, that I thought was really cool. Um, just talking about when he was coming up, and and uh, I one interesting thing that came out of it was when he first signed with Penske. His dad called the the guy that like administers Penske performance and said like, "Don't let my son run sprint races anymore." Mm-hmm. Like, because he wanted him to focus completely on huh. Cup, which is very like, uh, well, what's the what's the term for like Dave Blaney ran Sprint Cup races when he ran Cup? So, uh, what's the dang term? Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, it would but, be. But, yeah. I think I think that the most valuable thing that they could do is that like when I think of NASCAR drivers, I think of them just being all good old boys whose pops drove and now they're driving too. And yeah. like it would be so great to see and to learn the details about the drivers and like yeah. personalize like like humanize them and 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 show the differences like that they're not necessarily all just good old boys or like yeah, I mean like putting something out into the public sphere that would break that stereotype yeah would be i think one of the best things that nascar could do for its long-term survival or at least like appeal to our generation i agree and there's definitely people in there that aren't gonna be very interesting like i don't want to see anything about like austin dylan's background or anything (laughs) but like we watched (laughs) bubba wallace's facebook series and they had some of his backstory in there and that was pretty cool yeah, uh, it was great. He grew up. He grew up, you know, racing and was, you know, just a, uh, you know, uh, stuck out like a sore thumb. So yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. has he met has he met Lewis Hamilton? I wonder if they've if they've they done had, anything. Dude, they had to have met. There's yeah, no way. yeah. So Lewis like like actually does like going NASCAR races. So hmm. um, I wouldn't be surprised maybe if he was like at Indy last year or something. Yeah. So um, all right, toss me a question. All right, I got it. So. After last week's race, and we've kind of pitched around the question before about uh, why don't they try and run different, or why don't they try and switch up the package, and like for for later on this year, if we already know we didn't really like the package, um, why didn't they kind of like ease into this by saying all these racetracks where we go twice, especially the ones that run at the same time, just different times of the year, why didn't they just run one with 550 with brake ducks and one at 750 with no brake ducks and let people literally compare the races? Because they would have been so fresh in your mind, especially the Michigan to Michigan, um, the Pocono to Pocono. Man. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not necessarily – I think one race is such a tiny sample size. It that is. I don't – But I, a race is I, long I, enough, you're going to get an idea of the racing action. That, that is true. Package. Yeah. That is true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd really it would be interesting to understand their thought process behind a lot of these decisions that they've made. Yeah. Um, I can I, think... I can totally understand not <laughs> mm-hmm. doing that, but but also it would be interesting to see a direct comparison. Yeah, between the yeah. Because like you know, I, I you try and compare it to last year, and then you're like, well. Yeah. I don't really remember. Like, I don't. I'm not gonna watch the whole race again. So, yeah. like, am I ever gonna have the same full on opinion about it? I wonder if it's a um, cost saving thing. It could. It could be. Um, just to have like that same car that ran Michigan and didn't wreck, then you're gonna run it again at Michigan when it comes up again. Um, but at the same time, if like, I don't know, if you had the 550 horsepower cars and you had the 750 horsepower cars, there's not too much difference except for the restrictor on it. Mm-hmm. So. 
I, I don't know. It's not that much cost saving. I think I think what would have been really interesting had they run Michigan at 550 and 750 is we and everyone else that watches the whole race would have been able to make a direct decision, including NASCAR, of next year, run this one. Hmm. We won't complain. Run that one. Yeah. It was better. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Is it my turn to ask a question? It is. It is your turn. Tight. Um, which driver, past or present, would you be for Halloween? Jeff Gordon. Okay. <laughs> Tight. In the old Rainbow Warriors, I'd grow out a mustache. Uh, well, nice. I would grow out as much of a mustache as I could do, which is about as much as he could do. Um, and then I'd get those old uh, gargoyle shades. Oh, um, hell yeah. Yeah, man, I would oh. be rocking it. What about you? Who would you go? Uh, I would be uh, Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle. That's a good one. That's a really good answer. Just I so like that it. when people would ask who I am, you could say I'd, Dick I'm Trickle. I'm Dick Trickle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's a good one. Thanks. Uh, all right. So I only asked that I mean, question uh, for my answer. By yeah, yeah. I can I tell. <laughs> uh, so for, you know, we've seen a number of of drivers kind of like throw tantrums this year mm, mm. and i gotta know new guy what kind of a tantrum would you throw oh boy in interviews or just post race as soon as you get out of the car <laughs> what would you be doing um man okay so <laughs> i would cause a scene i want you to yeah. let me preface <laughs> this with i would cause a fucking scene <laughs> uh right. i would be in my car yelling loud on the radio until mm. they got to the point where they told me to shut the fuck up and then mm. i would take my helmet off and uh while in the i would i would go down pit load pit road drive up to mm-hmm. my pit box and then start yelling at my crew chief and crew <laughs> from my car yeah, and, then, yeah. and then i would get out and like just start throwing fists at anyone that got close to me <laughs> uh and then eventually i would calm down and uh once I got interviewed afterwards, then I would just set off again. Yeah. Even worse than before. Uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't be able to be calmed down for at least an hour. You know, so and I've, that's seen my tantrum. You, I've seen you get angry and, like, throw many tantrums before. Yeah, that's a and classic you don't, move. You don't want to be in the way of a new guy tantrum. No, no. No one wants to. It's, uh, but the the whole drive down pit road and, like, like while the race is going on and scream at your crew yeah. is a uh, straight out of Days of Thunder kind uh-huh. of thing. <laughs> he's pissed off that he's eating ice cream. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, How about you? What's your tantrum look like? Man, I, I to be honest, I don't know that I'd ever uh, – I, I would want to just not talk. And, and that's similar to kind of maybe what Kevin Harvick did this week. Mm. But I wouldn't give, like, bullshit answers like he did. I would just be like, yo, like – fuck this race like i i don't want to talk about it or something like that you know i'd be yeah. very direct with it i'm i'm like that at work and a lot of times yeah uh especially when i'm mad i'm like yo let's just not fucking talk about it right now let's let's move on um but like i think the where i would throw the biggest tantrum is i know how much a road rage i get when i drive i have gotten warned by i racing multiple times because of the way that i drive other people that i think are really bad drivers or they wrecked me or however i feel um so i already know how i would react to that <laughs> um one yes i am going to put you in the wall uh-huh. i'm probably going to do it multiple times yeah 
Um, and I'm I'm good about it. You know, I bump you into the corner. I don't get any damage. I just knock you out of the way. That's true. Um, and then you know, after I if if someone does wreck me and my car can't go, you know how guys used to get out of their car and throw the helmet. Oh my God, my helmet! I'd have to get a new one all the time. Mm-hmm. I would always throw my mm-hmm. helmet. I don't understand why You'd more have, people like, don't. Spares in the car with you. I would have bean bags or something, something that could do. Uh, bean bag was probably not a great yeah, uh, that's example, choice. but something that could. I'd just have bricks in the car, <laughs> okay, right? All right, and I would grab the choice. bricks and toss them yeah, yeah, at, yeah. at other drivers. <laughs> um, I'd have the bricks so that you know, if I if I'm driving next to Austin Dillon or, or Joey Logano, I can throw them at him while we're driving. Perfect. Yep, that's exactly what I would do. I like it, man. I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that uh, brings us to a close. Uh, yes. You got any final comments Indeed. on Michigan, uh, Sonoma? <clears throat> Just the standings. Oh, this. Oh my goodness, the standings. Yes. I've got comments on those, which uh, my comments are to say them. First place right now, <laughs> taking the lead away from Kyle Busch is Joey Lugano with mm. 614 points. Does he – okay, so first got to ask, does he really have the – he does in points, but he doesn't in terms of, like, playoff points once they start, right? Um, correct. Yes. Okay. So he has 16 playoff points. Kyle Busch has 25. Brett Kozlowski has 19. And mm. Martin Torres Jr., who, spoiler alert, is in sixth place, has 17. Mm. Uh, so, okay. yeah, first place, Joey Logano. Second place, Kyle Busch. Brad Kozlowski. Kevin Harvick. Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr. in sixth, Denny Hamlin, Kurt Busch, Ryan Blaney in ninth, my boy, uh, <laughs> Alex Bowman in tenth, Eric Almarola in eleventh, Clint Boyer, Daniel Suarez, William Byron, Kyle Larson, and then Jim Jam, Jimmy Johnson, bringing up sixteenth mm-hmm. place. Uh, he has three hundred and sixty-four points, which is two hundred and fifty on the nose behind Joey Logano in first. Dang, that's such a gap. Yeah. But if you if you were to like look at Joey Logano and you look at Jimmy Johnson and the way they run this year, there is that gap between first and sixteen. For sure, for sure. It's to the point where like the guys that are twelfth or thirteenth through sixteenth, and which includes uh, my boy Kyle Larson, are are really like they come into the playoffs as Cinderellas. For and sure, it's hard for oh, them to yeah. even escape yeah. the first round. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, notice uh, Ryan Newman's only three points out. Eric Jones is seven points out. But beyond that, those guys need to win. I mean, it's it probably isn't going to happen unless there's like a number of guys that start having some bad races. Yeah. Or that, sure. or Paul Menard, Ricky Stenhouse, Austin Dillon, some of those guys go on streaks. That's what they would need. Yeah, undoubtedly. It's so, going to be difficult. Um, yep. Yeah. Well, I think with that yawn and with the uh, <laughs> The, Jeez, point, yeah. the the standings being done, I think we can call this one uh, finished. Yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, listeners. If you are still listening 55 minutes in, mm. uh, you know. We've been I'll... through a lot together tonight. Yeah, we have. We have. My chair uh, broke. You know, remember that? Yeah, I do. That it was, was, nuts, it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm going to crack open a bottle of wine um, to celebrate Sonoma. Mm. You yeah, know, I'm just doing it right. bottle all on my own. Yeah, that's the way to do it. And mm-hmm. then everyone's having a good race. Yeah. Uh, what if they made Sonoma where you had to finish the bottle of wine before while you could, driving? Yeah, before you could finish yeah, each stage. I think that's smart. Whoa, one bottle per stage. <laughs> per Holy stage. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> Twenty laps. You got to down yeah, a whole bottle. Hell yeah, man. 
And you know, it's just like a straw that goes into the helmet, so it's just <laughs> and it is sipping away. They're forcing it out. It's oh not yeah, that oh, you're yeah. sipping it at your personal rate. Like mm. you have to have it. <laughs> it's it's like carbonated being pushed in. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> oh, on that note, thank you, listeners. Thank you, Victory Junction Gang. Follow us at Podcast Big One. Email us. Rate us. Do all the great things that you do. Just keep being you. Keep being awesome. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, uh, thanks, guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya.